Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, website, mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before I get started, I want to take a minute and recommend divorce attorney Catherine Miller. So if you live in New York or Connecticut, Catherine is a wonderful divorce attorney. She has been practicing for two or three decades. She is warm and compassionate and experienced and just a wonderful person. I've known her for a few years. If you want to learn more, visit her at miller-law.com or you can find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. I want to spend this entire episode on Facebook. I want to talk about the good parts of Facebook, the ugly parts of Facebook, what it can do to damage you, what it can do to make you happy, and everything else. And when I say Facebook, I also mean Instagram, Twitter, even LinkedIn, any social media. So like most people, I would say there's parts of Facebook I like. Like, for example, you see these beautiful kids of your friends and your family, and it's a great way to catch up. I also want to say, like, when someone dies, it, I think it's totally fine to put something out there because people would want to know, and Facebook is a great way to let people know. So while some people might think, oh, that's so inappropriate, I kind of think it's a good thing because people who would otherwise not know find out and then they can reach out or they can come to the funeral or whatever. I also love Facebook because you see these posts of people and you get back in touch with them. So that's another good thing about Facebook. But I also think that Facebook can have a really dark side. The side that can shock you when you see like, you know, your ex-husband and his new girlfriend out with your best friends that you thought were your best friends. Or it can make you cry. It can make you angry. It can make you feel really lonely, especially during and after divorce. And I really feel like Facebook and divorce don't always mix well. So I'm going to start off with a few negatives and then I'm going to end with the positives. So here's number one. I think that when it comes to Facebook and other social media, people can hurt you whether it's intentional or unintentional. So the example I just said, let's say you're just scrolling through Facebook. You're just, you know, like in the car dealership waiting for your car. You're on your phone. You're kind of scrolling and you see this picture of one of your old boyfriends or your ex and his new girlfriend and they're out with a couple you thought were your best friends and they didn't want to tell you but you know who told you facebook and so it really can be upsetting number two facebook can make people feel very excluded this goes back to when my daughter was in junior high and her friends would say 
oh, we can't get together. I have plans with my family. And then she would see them on Instagram all together and they excluded her. Well, guess what? It's no different for, for adults. And I know firsthand, I had some friends kind of kick me out of the group in the last couple years and post pictures all over Facebook of them taking vacations. And you know what? It really, really is hurtful to me. It makes you feel like, why? Why would they do this? Do they not even think that I might see these? Do they not care? Are they trying to hurt me? So it can really drive you crazy and it can really, really be hurtful. Number three, Facebook can make you feel like everyone else's lives are better than yours. And I want to tell you something. That's not true. A friend just put it to me like this the other day. She said, I run into people and they'll say like, oh, I see you on Facebook. You look so happy. And she's like, oh, my Facebook fake life. Not that she's faking it. Not that her life isn't good because her life is good. But she's not putting anything on Facebook Besides birthday celebrations, kids' graduations, kids' engagements, anything good goes on Facebook. So when you scroll down, it makes you feel like everyone has this perfect life. And it's not even Facebook's fault because nobody wants to post on Facebook like, oh, I have to have hip replacement surgery next week, which by the way, I am. Or... I got in a fight with my ex-husband or I'm not feeling financially secure. I could go on and on about a million things in all of our lives that could go wrong. Are we posting it on Facebook? No, we're posting a fun night out with girlfriends. Anything good. And that's okay. Just remember to see it for what it is. Don't think everyone has this perfect life they're just posting, like you, the good things. And that's the way you should be. Number four, certain people only comment on negative news. So I'll never forget this. I'm going to use a specific example. I don't post very often on Facebook. And sometimes I'll post things that I think will help people. So... I never believe that people should post pictures in the ER and show everybody their broken arm and their exposed bones or whatever it is that they're having. I, that's just not for me. If someone else wants to do it, I'm not judging. But I always post positive things like I was just talking about with my kids and my boyfriend and my family. But a few years ago, I got diagnosed with thyroid cancer and my first instinct was to write an article. It was for Better Magazine. I had a weekly column in the magazine, and that's what I chose to write about. And it was a great article that talks about, you know, how you feel when you get diagnosed with cancer. And I posted it on Facebook, a link to the article. And there was a woman on there who has never, ever commented or hit like or anything. Actually, there were two women and they commented on the article and I found myself infuriated because I thought they can comment when I have cancer, but they can't comment on the dozens of posts where I'm happy, where I fell in love again, where I got engaged, 
where my kids are happy, where I'm with my family. They can't comment on that, but they're the first ones to comment when I have cancer. It was infuriating to me. So that was my experience with that. Number five, people tend to get a little psychotic. So even like I have a really good friend who gets upset when I don't like her posts. And I've had people call me a liar and tell me, you told me you had plans and you posted something on Facebook and why did you lie to me? And I said, okay, first of all, I didn't lie. The post was from a week ago. I just happened to post it today. Do you see where I'm going with this? People just tend to get like a little psychotic and they're not themselves. They get crazy. So my advice is don't spend too much time worrying about these little things about Facebook. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast with your host, Jackie Pillisoff. I am talking about Facebook and other social media, the good and the ugly. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I have two more negatives about Facebook. And then I want to move on to five examples of Facebook divorce behavior. Wait till you hear some of these things. You're just going to laugh and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, they're so true. I'll be right back. Co-parenting isn't easy. Trying to communicate with an ex about the kids' schedules, expenses, and the divorce itself can feel awkward, frustrating, and stressful. Well, guess what? The app Our Family Wizard can take this stress away and make co-parenting so much easier. I truly wish I would have known about Our Family Wizard when I was getting divorced. Our Family Wizard is an app used by more than a million parents and family law professionals all who want to keep everything on the same page with their ex-spouse or their clients. I'm talking about shared calendars, expenses, messaging, files, and other critical family information. People often say, I really don't like dealing with my ex. Well, guess what? Our family wizard makes it so much easier. Everything you both put in the app is kept on record, so it encourages both people to be amicable and fair. It also lets you put in all your expenses, so now your ex can see exactly to the penny what you're spending on the kids. I think this reduces resentment so much because people can actually see where their child support payments are going. I can't say enough about Our Family Wizard. It's a great app, it's very affordable, and it will make your life so much easier and better. To learn more, visit OurFamilyWizard.com. I also want to take a minute and introduce a new Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professional. Her name is Brittany Baker. She's an LCSW, a therapist, and the founder of Nick's Baker Wellness and Therapy. Brittany actually works in the Chicago and the suburban areas, but she also is licensed in a few other states where she can see you via Zoom. Brittany is an amazing, amazing person. She works with couples, adults, and teens during hard, stressful times, including divorce. 
Brittany is passionate about building a safe, supportive, individualized, and meaningful experience for her clients. She says she wants you to feel seen and understood, and that therapy starts with creating a strong relationship, continues with building skills that work for your life and meet your needs, and evolves by integrating your past and present to recognize patterns in your life to create a lasting positive change. You can find Brittany at nixbakerwellness.com or in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. Today I'm talking about Facebook and divorce, the good and the ugly. I have two more negatives about Facebook and then I'm going to move on. Number six is you can find stuff out on Facebook that you might not want to know. So this might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing, but let's say somebody wants to set you up with someone. So the first thing you do is go to Facebook and look for the guy. And you might look at his picture and say, "Mm, there's no way. Or you might cringe at his posts or you might be like, no, I'm not interested. Are you saving time or maybe you're giving up a great guy? And also you might find out the person's married. Maybe you're talking to somebody on a dating app and you find out they're married. Or you see that you have mutual friends. So then you reach out to the mutual friend and she's like, stay away from him. He's a player. He's a bad guy. He cheated on his wife. So that might be a good thing because you're getting information, but maybe it's good to get to know the person. I don't know. Maybe that's a positive. And last negative thing about Facebook is we can post things that are damaging to us. So I am the queen of writing articles and posting things stemming directly from my personal experience. I mean, I build a whole business on it, Divorce Girl Smiling. And when we're upset, we want to soothe ourselves by feeling heard and let everyone know what a bad guy our ex-husband is or something like that. And Facebook gives us that forum. But I think people go too far because they're emotional and then they regret it later. So be very, very careful about what you post. You can get the same effect if you write down your feelings in a journal and then don't do anything with them and don't show anybody the post. And during your divorce, it can really stab you in the back because It can be used in court, so just be very careful. Now I want to move on to Facebook, divorce, dating, and flirting. And I call it Facebook divorce behavior. And so I think Facebook divorce behavior is exhibited with ulterior motives that range from flirting, trying to get dates, letting people know about a change in your romantic status, making sure your ex finds things out about you that you want him or her to know. And trying to sell yourself is like a great catch. So just to be clear, I'm not judging what I've observed as a divorced person who has both engaged in Facebook divorce behavior and who has been a victim of it. Here are five examples of Facebook divorce behavior. Number one, they start liking your posts. Some people like your posts because they're looking for a way to get back into your life. So did you ever notice you start posting and then 
Joey Smith starts liking every single one of your posts and he's an old high school friend. So you look him up and you see that there's just a picture of him. So right away you say, oh, he must be divorced. So hitting the like button could be, I just broke up with someone and I know you're divorced and I want an entry into your life. Or maybe he wants to go out with you. So I think that's a good thing. And I think it's a great way to kind of subtly show somebody you're interested. Number two, they friend strangers who are friends of their Facebook friends. Now, I think this is a little creepy. So I know a guy who got divorced and wanted to date. So he started looking up all of my friends and friending them. Well, half of them were married. But he didn't care. He wanted to just meet as many people as possible and find out later if they were married. I think that's kind of creepy. Number three, they send live messages. So have you ever been on Facebook and all of a sudden a message pops up and it says like, hi, you don't know if it's spam. You don't know who the guy is. It might sound creepy, but then you look and you're like, oh, cute picture. Maybe I should engage. So this might be a way of somebody to start up a conversation. But if a live Facebook message is, is the last thing you wanted from this person, it puts you in a really tough position. So think about that. Number four, their profile picture is just a picture of them, a picture of their kids, or a picture of them and their kids. When there's no spouse in the Facebook picture, the cover photo or whatever, you know the person is single or divorced or looking or maybe they're in a relationship and they just never change the picture. So in my opinion, if you really want to find out if someone's single, the first step is to look at their Facebook picture. You can really tell a lot. And here's a suggestion. Instead of blindly friending someone, Why not pick up the phone or call a mutual friend and ask the person if she'll make an introduction to the two of you? And instead of saying hi, why don't you just say, send a message and say, I was wondering if I could give you a call. I'd really like to catch up with you. Something like that. I think too many people hide behind Facebook because it's safe. It's easier than calling someone. There's no pressure. By sending messages, you get to think about what you want to say. And that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing. But I have a couple of Facebook rules that I want to end with that you might consider living by. Number one, don't unfriend someone or block someone in a fury. Instead, pick up the phone and tell them how you feel. Number two, don't unfriend or block someone because of politics. That is a terrible thing to do. And I believe that is what both sides of politicians and the media are trying to do to us. They're trying to break up friendships, even families. And I think it's horrible. So respect each other's political beliefs and don't let those politicians and those media people on both sides, get to you. Number three, if you get unfriended or blocked, don't get angry. Rather, pick up the phone and say, hey, why did you unfriend me? And believe me, that's not easy to do. Number four, don't post anything negative about your ex, even in a private group, even in the Divorce Girl Smiling group. 
All you have to do is send me a message and I'll copy and paste your message. And then you can say, I can say it's from an anonymous person and you can say whatever you want. I think in my group, you can get negative, but always have in the back of your mind, what if somebody in the group takes a picture of it and sends it to your ex? Would you be in trouble? If so, don't send it. Number five, do yourself a favor and don't look at your ex's page or his best friends or family for a long time. It's a lose-lose situation that almost always ends in disappointment, anger, and tears. Number six, don't feel like you need to make sure everyone knows how happy and wonderful things are for you by posting all the time and posting happy things. Be a little bit of a mystery. Just be a little more private through your divorce. Number seven, I think less time in general on Facebook during a divorce is better. Take a break, maybe even get off Facebook for a while. Then you're not getting notifications every two seconds and your heart is stopping. It's just, you need peace during this time. Number nine, if you start dating someone, don't put up photos of the two of you kissing. It will just make your ex angry and your divorce harder if you're not divorced yet. Just assume that your ex is looking on Facebook at you. So you got to be on your best behavior because it will help you in your divorce, meaning legally and settlement wise and all that. And last tip, make new Facebook friends during your divorce. Please join the Divorce Girl Smiling Facebook group. It will help you feel validated and connected and supported. But also friend old friends from high school and college. It's so much fun to reconnect. They'll be so happy to hear from you and you'll be really, really glad you did it. So in closing, if you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, everything from divorce attorneys to divorce mediators, coaches, diamond and jewelry buyers to sell your ring, financial advisors, mortgage lenders, real estate agents, therapists, and more, or you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.